Blog Talk Radio. With our arms open 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, Mr. Luther Barnes this morning. And spirit falls on me. Yeah, we need a fresh anointing as often as God will give us one. Because when you get a fresh anointing upon you, that means you're going to see a different kind of people. You're going to deal with someone maybe you haven't dealt with before. And you're able to reach them because you have a fresh new anointing. But we remember this morning, um, it's up to God. It's up to Almighty God uh, what plans he had for the person's life. Because when they were born, well, I should say this, before they were born, he already had a purpose and a plan and a system for their life. And we love people, and we want the best for people. But it's totally up to the Lord what he does. But this is for us, the believers. We're asking God to send a fresh new anointing upon us daily, that we can walk in the spirit of God and not fulfill the lust of our flesh. And what we're doing is we're seeking God for everything, on everything, about everything. Yeah. Because we always go back to Proverbs 3, chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. Lean not to our own understanding. And all our ways, that word all is a big, big word, we acknowledge him. And when we acknowledge him, he's going to direct our path. If we'll pray before we make a move, God is going to direct the path. He'll show us the way to go. But we must believe this. And, and let me tell you, you've often heard me say this, perfect practice make perfect. Unless we put this into practice, we're not doing it. We're just going. We just go to the grocery store. We just shop. We just go to work. We just this, that. Pray before you make a move. Even going to work, Lord, is it, should I go today? Not because you don't feel like going. Huh? But you want to make your calling and election sure with Almighty God. Lean not to your own understanding. and all your ways acknowledge me. I'm going to direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear me and depart from evil. Almighty God, fear him. Because when you fear God, that's the beginning of wisdom. Every time we fear him, we're getting wiser. And that's why many times we don't know nothing because we're not fearing God. We're just stepping out doing what it is we feel like doing. Yeah, I'm going to do this. And so if I do this, this going to happen. If I do that, that going to happen. Yeah, we got to let go and let God have his way in our lives. Hallelujah. I thank him because, look, uh, my desk was just crowded with paperwork to get done and this, that, and the other. Uh, every day I got to make up things to do today and then I didn't have it organized. Oh, oh my goodness. It, 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 if you wasn't in your sound mind, it would mean you run out of here. I'd never get all this done. I've got to go. But yesterday, the Lord blessed me to calm down, take my time, and get everything done. I wrote Mike and Kim Hops. I wrote the chapter over at Wheeler's Correctional Facility. Oh, I got some things done. I'm going today to mail packages and letters. 
and uh, I got four Sunday fellowship working. God is faithful. Uh, we we selling dinners uh, to in the Jacksonville area, Jacksonville, Green Cove, Orange Park, those areas, North Side, West Side, South Side, East Side, so that we can um, raise some money. And so, uh, well, one lady that's coming in with us, she wants to uh, raise money. I'm not sure. I mean, sell food so she can have money. Um, Nikki and I, my spiritual daughter and I, we're raising money so that we can uh, be a blessing to others. You know how we roll. And so, um, it's okay because if this lady um, get her food handler's license and, you know, whatever she needs, that's fine. But because we're fundraising, we don't, we just need to make sure we can show our food handling license. Uh, make sure we got our gloves on and mask on and head covered and all of this when we're serving food. And so it's to go and make sure we have a place that's sanitized, have to be sanitized like a daycare. Yeah, a restaurant. When everybody gone, they allow us to come in and cook the food. And we, that day, we plate it up, and we go. Or we can do it right there on the spot. So we was thinking about the church yard. I got to talk to the bishop. to what he said first. And then if he said, well, no, we're not going to do that on the church ground. We never sold nothing on the church ground. How about so and so and so on? You know, he'd probably give me an idea. But I go across the street to the a neighbor and see if the neighbor will let us do it in front of their house. And if that be the case, I know Nikki and I, we're going to make that money, you know, because we're trying to be a blessing. You know, we're not really trying to do our pockets so much. And if God says the same, and he said, well, y'all take the money and take a trip, or y'all take the money and do, hey, we we all about it. For me, there is always someone in dire straits. Always someone in dire straits. And I say the Lord keep this small because if people knew you would be a blessing to them, they would just flock. They're not flocking for God. They're not flocking to support. They're flocking so they can receive. So the Lord got this under control. I look at that thing and all I can do is say, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I thank him. He keeps it under control. And let me tell you, do you know the word of God will keep the devil away? In people. It will keep the evil in people away because they don't want to hear that. They're not about God. God. That's what you want to tell me about. I was calling to see if I could get a couple of dollars. (laughs) So if you keep God up front and you keep that word going, the word of God, you keep that devil in people at bay. So they won't fool with you because they know if I come around her, she's going to talk about God. If I come around her, she's going to preach to me. If I come around her, she's going to prophesy. I don't want to hear that today. 
Yeah, I learned that. And I'm thankful for that. Yeah, many times men have come. I put that word to them. All right, baby, I'll talk to you another time. They're ready to go. See, because they didn't come with good intention. You see? And that word and prayer will keep that devil at bay. Keep it away from you. But a lot of folks are key, key, key. Well, women, key, 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 yeah. <laughs> and when they know that they that devil done creeped in. Married women, when they know that they, they committed adultery. Because you didn't watch as well as pray. I'm talking about going to church every Sunday. And going with their husband every Sunday. Yeah, that devil will come in. He get in where he fit in. Uh-huh. And it's all right today in Jesus' name. And we're moving right along this morning. Let's go to prayer. Let's go to prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We can't thank you enough. We're grateful unto you. Father, we appreciate you this day. And we love you. Oh, uh, yeah. It was you who first loved us. We really wouldn't know what love is except you loved us. And we thank you for it. Hallelujah. When we were yet sinners, you sent your son to die for us. And, Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you glory. We give you the honor this morning, and we give you the praise. Oh, we thank you, Father. Can't thank you enough. If each of us had 10,000 tongues and we begin to praise you with everyone, Father, it wouldn't be enough because you are more than God. We thank you for hearing. We thank you for answering our prayers. Father, we thank you for patience. We thank you for taking us back to the old path, to look around and to make our choice. And today, Father, we are making you our choice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We rather have Jesus than anything else. Hallelujah. You are our all. We have nothing else but you. And without you, because of that, all we have is you. Without you, we can do nothing. With you, we can do nothing except you allow. Hallelujah. And today we want to accept what you allow. Father, we better off anyway. We come this morning praying that you would fix hearts and regulate minds today. And, Father, give us all sound minds. Don't let us hear and chase behind every wind and doctrine because we're looking for the flesh to be pleased. But, Lord, help us to have discernment and look in the spirit and walk in the spirit. And follow your lead, Father. Follow your lead in the name of Jesus. Fix our hearts, regulate our minds today, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Forgive us for all our sins and wrongdoings. And Father, you didn't say we had to beg. You said ask. And we are asking this morning that though our sins be as scarlet, Father, you'll wash us as white as snow in the name of Jesus. We thank you for forgiveness. Oh, we thank you. We thank you for looking beyond our fault, yet meeting our needs. Hallelujah. Thank you that we can come boldly before the throne of grace and make our petition known to you. 
And this morning, Father, we are asking that you would bless every household represented here, those that are in the podcast and the archives as well. Father, bless every household. And, Lord, we ask that you would bless every family member, even those that are near and the ones that are far. Bless today as only you can do. We know you have all power and there's nothing too hard for you to do. With you, nothing is impossible. Father, move by your spirit for these your people in the name of Jesus. This faithful few, oh God, bless today like never before. They come faithfully every morning to hear what the spirit have to say to them, the church. So, Father, I'm asking today that you bless beyond what they could even imagine. And, Father, I'm asking this morning that you would stir up the gifts in them. Remind them that they're cheerful givers and continue to give, continue to support, Father, in the name of Jesus. Wherever you led them, wherever you were the guide and they went to plant, to give because you love a cheerful giver. Bless today. Multiply it back to them in the name of Jesus. We thank you this morning. We give you glory. We give you the honor. Father, we give you the praise. We ask that you would touch and heal here today those that are sick, those that are under the weather. Many may have diseases. Many can't move. Stiff joints or things gone wrong, whatever the case may be, cancer. Today, oh God, we call it out and cast it back to the pits of hell in the name of Jesus. And Father, every sickness, every disease, every matter of illness, God, we ask that you would rebuke it this morning in the name of Jesus. But Father, if you rebuke it, it's got to go. It can't stay. If you look at it, look on each of us. And Lord, if wherever sickness is, Lord, we ask that you would just look at it so it can disappear, dissolve from the very root today. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you today. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Kidney problems, gallbladder problems, whatever the case may be, things that's been removed. God, we ask that you would use our bodies and let it be as if nothing has been removed from us. You made a perfect body. And Father, we may have eaten wrong, we we may have been poisoned by what we bought from stores to eat, places to eat, because it wasn't organic. It wasn't the natural food. They added stuff, preservatives. Father, move this morning and heal our bodies. Give us another chance in the name of Jesus. Help us to watch what we eat, what we put in us in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you that we can come to you for anything because nothing is too hard for you. Bless those that are incarcerated this morning. And Father, those that are witnessing to others in the prison and in the jails, strengthen and bless today, all like never before in the name of Jesus. Those guards that are there 
that's praying, the administration of the prison and jails that's praying for inmates and their families. Father, bless them this morning in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you today. Father, we ask that you would bless the military, bless the administration of the military, our military, God, every branch, bless every woman and every man, and the administration, Lord, lead and guide them, teach them and show them what to do to be successful in the name of Jesus. We thank you for these men and women because, Father, we can't go. We can't do what they're doing. So we give you glory. We give you honor for all they've done for us and ask again that you would bless them mightily and bless their families and their friends near and far in the name of Jesus. Father, bless widowers and bereaved families, intercessory prayer people, Israel and Jerusalem, Father. Hmm. Bless all our brothers overseas and sisters overseas this morning. And, Father, we ask that you would continue to bless America and the leadership. Have mercy this morning, O oh God, and move by your spirit. And, Father, teach us, bring us back to you. And all that are not of you, Father, we know that you will take care of it because you destroy your enemies. All we got to do is look to the hill, look to you from which cometh our help. For all our help comes from you. You made the heavens and the earth. Yeah, Lord. We're even in our leadership. We don't have to worry about it, God, because you're going to take care of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everyone will have their part. Hallelujah. And Father, vengeance is yours. You said that the wheat and the tail grow together in the day of harvest. You will do the separating. So, Lord, we're waiting on you. For without you, we can do nothing. Oh, we thank you today. Thank you for your love yet abiding for us. For you so love the world. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Hallelujah. Bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Father, move by your spirit here like never before. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for being a spiritual people and not being a worldly talking people, but that we're spiritual and we are walking in you so that others can see the light, our candle that's burning, and we're sitting on the hill, and we can't, our light can't be hid. We're shining in darkness, and many times darkness comprehended not. But, Father, today we believe that as we shine this light out in the world, many are going to come to you. They're going to see the light that leads to you, and you will draw them unto you. Thank you this morning. Hallelujah, that you wish none should perish, and you have a purpose and a plan. And, Lord, as we lift you up, it's you that draw, and we thank you this morning. And if you don't draw, they can't come. And many times you have a perfect date for them to come. Hallelujah, for you to draw, and we give you glory, all the honor, and all the praise, and all worship goes to you this morning in the name of Jesus. So we thank you. We thank you. And, Father, let whatever go on here, let it be a drawing card for others. Use it, Father, to draw others unto you in the name of Jesus and to strengthen the brothers and sisters in you. We thank you this morning. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. And, Father, we ask it all in Jesus' name. 
Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm so glad of this today. I'm so glad I don't have to look out in the world and follow the world. I don't have to be a part of all this stuff that keep my mind in the natural. I don't have to listen at these radio stations talking about that. That's why God gave me something different. So that, so that his people would be saved. So that his people don't have to look out there and be worried. You're looking out there and worried because you choose to. Now, faith again this morning is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Of course, we have to do some natural things because we're yet natural. We have to eat, uh, sleep, have a bath, a shower. We have to have some type of income. We want to go places and come from places. But the focus should be God, always. The scripture says if we keep our mind on him, in other words, he'll keep us in perfect peace. But if we're not keeping our mind on God, where, where's your mind? What, what, what you thinking? Where your mind at? If it's on the world, foolishness, some stuff that God is against, you're not in perfect peace. You're not happy. You don't have the joy. I thank God no matter what. I'm happy. I have joy. I'm at peace. If I wake up too early, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not sleeping? Why I'm not sleeping? I want to know why. It's praying time. That's why. Three o'clock in the morning. That's praying time, Barbara. Yeah. Because joy and peace and happiness should cause me to sleep well. I mean, calling what we, in the South, we say calling home. <laughs> yeah. Now, some things I, I can eat before going to bed, you know, it, it'll keep me woke. It, it'll keep me tossing and turning. I ate the wrong thing too late. The older we get, it's like the slower the metabolism gets. So you have to eat what's going to digest and you go to sleep if you're eating late. Yeah. Protein, I think, fiber, but you got to be careful what it is. Yeah, so to digest quickly. Your food digests after you eat, you sit up 30 to 40 minutes and drink water and thing, and when you lay down, you, you're digesting still. Yeah, but if not, your food is not digesting proper. But we thank God he's able, and he will cause us to sleep good. And I like all that kind of thing. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is faithful, and uh, there's none like him. He's on our side today, I'm telling you, in spite of us looking beyond our faults and yet meeting our needs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Today we are back in the book of Acts, and uh Paul and Silas is coming together, and uh, we're going to see what happens when they get together. 
It's a beautiful thing, I'm sure. But we're going to hear it for ourselves uh, this morning. And you know what? I don't know. Some people may be uh, too shy or they may say, well, I don't want to do that. She's supposed to do that. But if one morning you feel like reading, let me know. Yeah, let me know. This is our radio station like none other. And what we do over here is we are a people who love God and we want him to be first. I'm not talking about what these other people talking about. And we are not into politics. That, that's not us. We're into the spirit of God. Yeah, because by his spirit, he said he would go and he went. And today we're still trusting God and believing that. By your spirit, Father, you said you would go. So by your spirit today, go for me. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And it's already all right. Listen, y'all, I got to get this thing. It's called a YouTube converter. And it's the free YouTube converter. And I paid nine, well, I paid whatever. And had the full thing, and all I got to do is just copy, I mean, just click paste, and whatever music I want from YouTube, it turns into MP3, MP4, I can play it in the studio easily, but when the hackers wiped my computer, they took all my stuff, and I can't get it back, I don't I don't know how to get it back, now they say that uh, my YouTube converter is still on here, but I don't know how to find it. I went yesterday to do um, file recovery, and I, I, I didn't get it. So I got to pay $39 to get it back because I already paid another 19 a few days ago. And that gave me like a year subscription. But now that I got to get the premium because it's the only way to work because they won't let it go back because that old one is in my computer somewhere. They won't let you go back to the free YouTube converter because you paid for it, the premium. So it's asking me to do premium again because every time I log in and it don't do right, it says go back, you already have it. But I don't have it where I can use it. It's in here, but I don't know where it's at. But anyway, I thank God, and I'm, I'm, I'm calling around for some text today. I just don't want to go over to you fix it. You break it, I fix it. I don't feel like lugging this over there. This is a little heavy one here. Yeah, it's a bit like a 20-something screen. But I may have to get some help and take it on over and let them see if they can find it for me because I need that converter. Yeah. And the other kind they have, it don't do what I want it to do. I, I like it crib. Zip, zip, zip. And I got my song placed in the studio. Yeah. So y'all pray for me. Pray for me that I find it, I get it back, and I'm able to use it. Yeah. In Jesus' name. So we, we're going to take a listen to this this morning. And then we're coming back with a little snip of something that's going to bless us real good. Because, see, it's in our mind. We have to remember. We have to remember. 
and that the you it's like this for me when I see a commercial and it's something I may be interested in. I say, mm, I like that. I think what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna get that. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get that. But then what happened is this: I forget. The commercial come on again. I said, yeah, I'm going to make sure I get that. And every time I see the commercial, I keep saying I'm going to get it. But the commercial I'm played 12 times, and the 12th time is when I go and I buy whatever being advertised. So that's the way I feel here many days. The more you share it, the more they'll remember. We're human, and we forget. And especially when the enemy come in like a flood, many times we'll even forget that it's God that will raise a standard for us. So what we do is we hear things over and over and over and over and over and over again. And we're blessed because, oh, I got that now. Yeah, Lord, thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we're going to take a listen to this one.
www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah. I've got a feeling everything is going to be all right. Be all right, be all right, be all right. Hallelujah. God is faithful, and uh, we are thankful unto him this morning that everything is already all right. Hallelujah. Because we're trusting the true and living God that have all the power. Mm-mm-mm. There is no higher power. Hallelujah. And all this power is on our side today. We should stay excited because all power is for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So again, we're going to be talking about uh, the church and uh, what's, what's going on and how Apostle Paul and come on the scene, and in a minute he gonna get to meet Timothy and Silas, and um, it's going to be all right. Yeah, it's going to be all right. Now I, I like reading this and reflecting back, and many times I go back and uh, you know I might be just sitting somewhere. Uh, drinking something, you know, uh, lemonade or whatever, water, and I'm looking. I'm looking at this, 
take place because I believe today. I believe this is exactly what happened. Yeah. And so I almost started reading already, but we are going to encourage us a little bit more and then we're eight o'clock. We're going to start reading in the book of Acts, the chapter 16. Yeah, is our chapter today. And uh, we're going to move on. Uh, I gave the announcement about the dinners uh, on the 20th, I think in the 29th, we're planning to sell. And at the Fourth Sunday Fellowship, we plan to sell hot dogs and chips and drinks and desserts. Yeah. And so because I can't just every time I need money and especially something big, I got to come here and ask everybody. And I don't mind asking, but I know not everybody here is working and got things under control to the point where they just give, give, give faithfully because their household holds are in dire street to a certain degree. And we give it over here and we give it over there. We just don't, you know, have it like that. And some people only pay tithes and offering and that killed them. That killed their budget right there. So we understand, but it should be multiplied back to you when you give where it's fertile at. It should be multiplied back to you. If you give here, God should bless you back. Because that's him that had me to ask you to give, not me. And maybe he gives in other places. He may not give the money back to you a hundredfold. He may give in healing. He may give in uh, something else take place that you need, another miracle or something. I don't know how he blesses you. But I know you're faithful at coming, and I know God see that. And he loves faithful folks. Yes, he does. Yeah. And he told us to be faithful unto death. He'll give us a crown of life that would never fade away. And he's faithful each morning. Each morning, God is faithful. If I die today, tomorrow, he's going to bring night from day, day to night. He's going to bring the sun to shine, the moon out at night, the stars. The season's going to continue to change. I'm dead and gone, but he's yet faithful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. So I'm thankful unto him, and uh, I bless his holy name today. And he gives me so much, not just materialistic stuff and money. and all. No, he gives me wisdom on certain things. I can be trying to do something and can't figure it out. He has to calm down. <laughs> That's the first thing. Relax. Not try. And when I tried it, bam. It's come together just perfectly. Yeah. It's him that taught me that. Because the older we get, we're supposed to have wisdom as older people. Yeah. We are supposed to have wisdom. But sometimes older people get worse in their older age. That is mean. Ooh, honey. Mean and grumpy. I'm like, uh-uh, I can't do it. I cannot do it. I will not do it. No, I can't deal with people like that. I just have to pray and move on. I mean, because the more they grump, the nicer you become. 
and the nicer you become, they feel like they 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 in charge, and so they can just say anything any kind of way, and it's all good. But not with Barbara. I'm sorry, and just not the way I was designed to just take any kind of foolishness. Yeah, I understand you're older, you're going through, your children don't come see you. They threw you in a nursing home, took your home and all your possessions, and you don't know what they did with it. They got all your money out the bank and spent it on whatever they wanted, or they still saving it for themselves. So I know I know that's frustrating, and it can make you angry. But you said you believe God. Yeah. It reminds me of this. My son, Lonnie, worked in a nursing home in, in Jacksonville uh, before he moved to Washington State in, in uh, Bethel, Alaska. And he uh, was telling wife, his, his ex-wife was telling me, Robin was telling me about when he worked at this nursing home, that was a lady there named Mother Brown, let's say. And uh, he said he Nobody could, you know, get up calm when she got frustrated and aggravated and angry. Nobody could calm her down but Lonnie. Because, see, he spoke the language. You know, he spoke the church language. And he called her Mother Brown. So he said he was on another wing working. And uh, he heard, that, you know, the call come in for help. And he found out. Mother Brown was the leader of the rain. She was going to lead them down to the exit, and they were breaking out. <laughs> the nursing home, they were leaving. And so, Lonnie said, by the time he got down there, well, Robin said, Lonnie said, by the time he got down there, Mother Brown was telling him, turn me loose, you dirty goose. Turn me loosey loose, you dirty goosey goose. And look, when he told me this, y'all, I started crying. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I just started crying. I said, Lonnie, he said, yeah, mama. She was the mother of the church. But as she began to get older and older and older, uh, what they call it, dementia something, where you lose your memory, all Alzheimer's. She, you know, was losing her memory more and more. And every now and then, it would come back to her. He said, when I would come in and say, Mother Brown, he said, she would say, yes, you know. But at the nursing home, everybody wasn't calling her Mother Brown, and they didn't, you know, have time to take her back to the church age so she could kind of remember God and, you know. But Lonnie, you know, he, he was able to take time to do that because he was her nurse. And... um that just tickled me so bad, but that just let me to know, let remind me of this. We're going and not coming, many of us. I don't, I don't care if you was born this morning. You're going and not, not coming because you done came into the world. The day you was conceived, you started aging. <laughs> the day you were conceived, you started aging. When you were born, you was already nine months ahead of the game. Yep. And then they just let the nine months go and count from your birth date, the date you came into the world. But the day you was conceived, you started aging. You started growing and aging. Yeah. 
grew from a little tiny something into nine months, a full baby. Yeah. So I'm learning this too. And I knew this, but you know, sometimes you want to do what you want to do. I could have eaten better and it would help everything about me. Memory, everything. But I chose not to do it because I didn't think it was going to do this to me. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. But the Lord showed me, uh, if you don't eat right now, you're older. That body is not taking what it used to. You used to could eat ribs, pork chops, when bothered. You could eat a burger, it wouldn't bother, but today, and, and it put extra pounds on you because the older you get, the harder it is for the weight to come off these things. Greens are good for you. Green leafy vegetables, yellow squash, all of that, they told me it's the truth, but you got to get the organic, not just any old kind, because a lot of this stuff full of pesticides and water. I was not one always reading the side of a can. Now they said that this is what's in the can I'm going to go for. But now I read cans. Read the ingredients on the can. Had I did that years ago, I would be better off. But no, I'm going to dump it in here because this is what it said. And now we're coming into more and more of you can't trust nothing and nobody. Because it says sugar-free, but it's not. Fat-free, but it's not. No such thing. Splendid, uh, Splendor, and all this other stuff, uh, uh, sweet and low, low sweet, get down, whatever they calling it. It's the worst thing in the world for your memory. Yeah. And we want to preserve our memory. I'm praying that when I get 70, I know who my children are, my grandchildren. I know who each one of you are. I'm still here doing Jesus in the morning. But if my memory is affected in a way that I can't control, then guess what? It's gone. I won't know uh, what is Jesus in the morning. <laughs> who is Louis? Uh, you say Dante. Who? I'm telling you. So I'm eating things Help memory. I play a game called Bejeweled. I love it to death. You match three diamonds in a row or whatever you like to, you know, play. You might like sticks. I don't know. But all of these things are healthy. Sister Jerry told me she do crossword puzzles. All of this is healthy for us. And when I tell you I never should have gained the weight, wouldn't listen hard-headed, way before I got saved. I wasn't listening to that. Don't eat what? I'm going to eat much as I want. It's not going to do nothing to me. But my metabolism wasn't fast burning. So what I ate, I could see it. <laughs> yeah, I could see it. And you know, you just get used to something and you accept it and you good. And then other people say, oh, that looks good. And you going on with it. And it may have looked good, but it wasn't good for me. The food was good to me, but it was not good for me. There's a difference. Yeah. 
And so I thank God this morning he gave me time. They eat right, they eat much less. But you know, we used to getting full. And I'm not supposed to be that full. <laughs> I'm not. And I'm supposed to drink more these days. There are nu- nutritional good things that I can drink. It's not bad for me. I had one yesterday. I had ginger, elderberry, black pepper, turmeric, uh, tumic in it. And it was good for me. I drank it. I could feel it burning. The uh, food that I had ate earlier, I could feel it burning that and making the food digest better. Yeah. So I thank God for the opportunity and another chance to get my body right. Yeah. And now I got to add a little exercise to it. I'm going back to Weight Watchers because I didn't try them for very long. But what I tried with them, the pounds came off. And that's what needs to happen. And even when I lose weight, the fat around my brain is going to lose weight. And that's going to help memory too. Yeah. Because no weight is on things. Nothing is too heavy. Yeah. My bones was not designed to carry all of this around. Yeah. I could feel it. It's not as big as my arm. You know, the fat on my arm. Yeah. So (laughs) it's time to get it together. So I hope some others are encouraged to eat more green leafy vegetables, leave the fatty stuff alone because the older we get, it's going to affect us, affect our minds. Yeah, all of that. Kidneys, liver, gallbladder, if you still have one, because I see a lot of people got theirs removed. Yeah. But I thank God I got everything uh, that I was born with except a few teeth. But everything else is still here. And maybe some of that stuff need to come out. I don't know. Maybe that, I don't know. Because I'm thinking maybe that would help me lose weight, but I don't know. Yeah, I just got to get on the, the, the bandwagon with what the Lord said and obey to the letter. And I'm good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we back at the book of Acts over in chapter 16. And uh, I got my basic English Bible set up and my King James. But I have to pay more attention to King James than I do the basic English Bible because some things are off. But I appreciate them uh, breaking some things down for me. So I'm good right there. But over in the book of Acts, chapter 16, starting at verse 1, it says this, then came he to debris and luster, lustra, debris and lustra. And behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewish and believed, but his father was a Greek, which was well reported of by the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium. Him would Paul have to go forth with him and took the circumcised, I mean, and took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters. 
for they knew all that his father was a Greek. All of them knew that Timotheus' dad was a Greek, his mama was a Jewish, I mean, was a, a believer. And so in order for him to work with Timotheus, he had to circumcise. And as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for the keep that were ordained of the apostles and elders which were at Jerusalem. Yeah, we're going to follow the apostles' uh, teaching, the doctrine, and whatever the elders say, that's what we are going to do. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. The church. Now, when they had gone throughout Pergia, yeah, I think I pronounced it right, Pergia, and the region of Galata, Galat, yeah, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. When they had gone through Pergia, Pergia, Pergia why don't I say it? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, when they had gone through Pergia, I'm going to use that word, and the region of Galata, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. After they were come to Messiah, they were swayed to go into this denial. But the Spirit suffered them not. They had got into one place and they were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Don't do it. Spirit of the Lord told them, don't do it here. And after they had come into Messiah, Messiah, and they went to go into another city, the Spirit suffered them not again. No, don't don't do it here either. Yeah. After they would come, I mean, and they passing by Messiah, Messiah came down to Tros, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed to him saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. When they said, and prayed him, that means ask him, you know, with a little pressure on it. Yes. Come on over to Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia. Yeah. As soon as they saw the vision, quickly, they made the decision to go to Macedonia when it said endeavor to go. Assuredly, gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Therefore, losing from troth, we came with the straight course, Samothica, Samothrisa. Yeah, I'm trying to pronounce it like they would. And the next day to Neapolis, Neapolis, and from this to Philippi, 
which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia, and a colony, and we were in the in that city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by Riverside, where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither, which is there. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized in her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained them. So she invited them over. And uh, had them to stay, you know, fix it so they could stay a while. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. I mean, the devil always got something going on. And he always got some people he going to use to do some craziness. Now, he's a soothsayer. He, he say what soothes the mind of people, what people like to hear. Yeah. And this girl was possessed with spirits. A spirit of, of divination. Verse 17 said, the same Followed Paul and us, and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days, but Paul being grieved, he was sick of that devil, I know that feeling, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Right then, when he called him out, that they had to come out of there. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains were gone, they called Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace and to the ruler. Y'all are messing with my money. I had this girl telling people things they wanted to hear and everything like that, and it made me money. Now you done messed it up. <laughs> In other words, and they brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Roman. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid Many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. You know, they put them ankle ankle chains on. And at midnight, 
Paul and Silas praised and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison was shaken. And immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awakening out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword, and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. Ooh, we. I don't know if I would have wanted to be the jailer over the jail. Because if somebody escaped, I got to die. Nah, I, I need another job. <laughs> but Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do not harm, do no harm. I mean, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul inside. Yeah, he got on in there shaking and trembling because it, 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 it was an earthquake. Shook the core of the prison. And he just knew everybody was out. Everybody was gone. Time to kill myself. <laughs> Paul said, don't hurt yourself. Don't do nothing to yourself. We all here. And he came to see. And brought out and brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? See, it's that light that we shine in. It's that talking of his wonders, not foolishness, not cussing while I'm with the unsaved. Because if I'm cussing and talking talk that's not of God, at any time with the unsaved, they're not going to hear that. They're going to see me like them. Because I'm doing some of the same things they do. But then I go to church on Sunday and sing loud. I go to church on Sunday and shout up and down the aisle. Yeah. The jailer come out there and say, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved at thy house. That's all they had to do is believe. They could be baptized later on. And spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his, all his straightway. So that means him and all his house was baptized right away. They didn't wait. But he took care of what they had did to them. He washed their stripes because I know it was sore and could have tried to become infected and and was baptized. I told you, he could be baptized later. Let's receive Jesus now. Yeah. Because he's going to cleanse me of my sins right here. When I go down in the liquid grave and get up, oh, yeah, I did what he did. I rose in the newness of life with power. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. How would you like that? You and all your family being saved and believing God. And when it was day, the magistrate sent the surgeons saying, loose those men, go. 
I mean, let those men go. And the keeper of the prison told this saying to Paul, the magistrates have sent to let you go. Now, therefore, depart and go in peace. But Paul said unto them, they have beaten us openly, uncondemned, being Romans, and have cast us into prison. And now they do, and now do they thrust us out privately? Nay, verily. But let them come themselves and fetch us out. Or oh, look at here. And the surgeon told these words unto the magistrates, and they feared when they heard that they were Romans. And they came and besought them and brought them out and desired them to depart out of the city. And they went out of prison and entered into the house of Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them and departed. Ah, uh, yeah. The prison shook the very core of it. Shook so the jailer thought everybody had been released. <laughs> he thought everybody was gone. And especially Paul and Silas because they said put uh, extra restraints on them and watch them really, really close because we want them to be here when we get ready to do whatever we're going to do, sentence them or, or whatever it is. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. But how many know Almighty God have a purpose and a plan? And he used that to save the jailer and his house. This God that I serve, he'll send you one person. He'll send you all the way from another state to another state just to be a blessing unto one person because he loves us. Yeah. So going in there, suffering and going through, being beat and all of that, yet the jailer says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Hallelujah, hallelujah. And they told him, believe. Because I told you, that's the key, the first key to come to God. You must believe. And believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, always seeking him, faithful, faithful in seeking God. Leaning not to your own understanding. Before you make a move, you pray. You're acknowledging God because you believe. Hallelujah. We're looking at uh, the book of Acts, and we're over in chapter 17 and the first verse. Now, when they had passed through Amphilopolis, and Apollonius, y'all know I cannot pronounce these words. What is wrong? Apollonius. They came to Thessalonica where was a synagogue of the Jews. Where was a synagogue of the Jews. It was one of Paul and his manner was and Paul and his manner was went in unto them. And three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures. And Paul and his manner went up in unto them Okay, one more note. All right, anyway, opening and alleging 
that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas, and of the devout Greeks of great multitude, and of the chief women, not a few. But the Jews which believed not moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company, and set all the city on an uproar, and assaulted the house of Jason, and sought to bring them out to the people. Now, everywhere you go, and even today, there will, there will be people against you. It got to the place where the believers stopped sharing. I'm one of them. When you want to fight and fuss over who's right and all, uh-uh. God sent that and said what I had to say. But some believe and agree with Paul and Silas and of the devout Greeks a great multitude, and of the chief women, not a few. But the Jews being moved with envy took with them certain low people, <laughs> low persons from among the common people, and getting together a great number of people made an outcry in the town attacking the house of Jason with the purpose of taking them out to the people. And when they found them, when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brothers unto the rulers of the city, crying, these that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. Isn't that great? Turn the world upside down. Thank you, Jesus. With the truth, with the gospel, what's going to save us? They show us he went away to prepare a place for us. That where he is, we may be also eternal life for us. All powers on our side, the believer. Yeah, turn that world upside down. So they're saying now, oh, look, uh, these people that turned the world upside down and come here. They preached all this Jesus to the people, and the people believed, now they come in here. Verse 7 says, whom Jason has received. And these all do contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, one Jesus. Now, you know they had to be mentally disturbed. But God closed their eyes and blocked their mind. And they couldn't even see. If these people believe that, so what? But they wanted to hold a position. And they thought they was the church and they was doing the right thing. There's a way to seem right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. Verse 8 says, And they troubled the people and the rulers of the city when they heard these things. And when they had taken security of Jason and of the others, they let them go. They had took them, but they had to let them go. They troubled the people and the rulers of the city. 
when they heard these things. Yeah. They grabbed them and locked them up, and they had to let them go. And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Bere, who coming there went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Therefore, many of them believed also of honorable women, which were Greeks, and of men, not a few. But when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the word of God was preached of Paul at Billy, they came there also and stirred up the people. Now look at this. <laughs> I can't. Now, he was over there. Y'all didn't want him there. You ran him out of there. Now, he done come into another spot. Now, y'all come over here to fool around, to stir up the people with foolishness. And then immediately, the brethren sent away Paul to go, as it were, to the sea. But Silas and Timotheus abode there still. And they that conducted Paul brought unto him Athens, and receiving a commandment unto Silas and Timotheus, for to come to him with all speed, they departed. Yeah, they left a, a bid. They head on over there uh, to Paul over in Athens. Now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city Wholly given to idolatry. Oh, it was full at that time, was full of images and gods. Yeah, they was big on that, the bones, you know, the little skulls, and uh, they got the the, the, the thing, the, the chicken thing. Uh-uh. They disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons and in the market daily with them that met with him. Then certain philosophers of the... Ep- ep- y'all wait a minute. Y'all know I got to get it. Epicurians, ep- Epicurians, and of the Stoics. Stoics. That's got to be Stoics. Entered him and said, What will this babbler say? Other some, he seemed to be a setter forth of strange gods, because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. So look, here these people believing in all these, they were the ones with the strange gods and the bones and all of this. And now they want to come out. And talk crazy to the apostles, not knowing they they were the ones that were asleep and missing the boat. Yeah, and out their mind. And some of those who were supporters of the theories of the epic epic rings, 
and the Saics had a meeting with him. And some said, what is this talker of foolish words saying? And others, he seems to be a preacher of strange gods because he was preaching of Jesus and is coming back from the dead. Now, that was just crazy for me. Because to me, this was the truth. But everybody can't see it that way. And especially when you want to keep your position. You're known as the high priest. To the Jews and the Gentiles, the Greeks, everybody. And if you say Jesus is Lord, that's going to take you down off your high horse and get rid of your position. And you're just going to become a believer. And you don't want to just be a believer serving God and witnessing. You want more. You want a title behind your name. And many know they shouldn't even be in a pulpit. But it's that title behind their name. Some people can't rest until they find somebody to ordain them in a church and give them a piece of paper that they're calling a license. And I can spot them down a mile away. I call you what you say. I'm Bishop Doodle. Okay, Bishop Do, all right then. Oh, I'm Evangelist. Okay, Evangelist this and that. I'm Apostle Round the World. Okay, Apostle Round, we got you. That's what you say you are. But you did it to yourself. You self-appointed, and you talk somebody into ordaining you. Because whoever you talk to that agreed to ordain you, they weren't walking in the spirit either. Blind lead the blind. Both of you are going to end up in the ditch. Yeah. But they didn't want to lose position. Now, the philosopher... Uh, he just wanted to flow show and thought he was saying something to make uh, Apostle Paul look crazy. But guess what? He was the fool because he's doing in the natural when there is a spiritual God that have all power that made heaven and earth. I told you, just because you don't believe does not make it not be true. All it is is you just don't believe it with your degrees and all of that. I usually hear people say, you know it's some educated fools, and I would laugh. And they took him and brought him unto Arapagus, saying, may we know what this new doctrine whereof thou speakest is? For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears. We would know, therefore, what these things mean. They wanted to know. For all the Athens and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear something something new. You know, you got people like that. What's the latest thing? Oh, you heard about that uh, palm reader over there on Lim Turner? Uh-uh, girl, it's a palm reader over there. Oh, they got a new... Church, they done, they done started a gay church now. Keep up with all the stuff. They want to know 
all of what you're calling that's going on. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill, in the midst of Mars Hill, and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. What you say, Paul? I I, I just believe y'all too political for me. The church. I just believe that y'all are after prosperity. I, I don't believe you got no real sincerity in you for God. You come here like you're going to meet God here, but if you don't bring him in here in you, he won't be here. I don't know. And the words move you. The words move you. You, you become emotional. And it's not the spirit moving you, but emotion is moving you. You're too superstitious for me. That's what Paul said. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription. To the unknown God, whom before ye ignorantly worship, him declared I unto you. They ignorantly worship. And they say he unknown. Mm. My, my, my. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hand. I want you to tell them, Apostle Paul, because they don't understand. They think when they go in that building, God is already in the building. And he don't just stay as hot as it is now. Do you think God is at some church building sitting up in there in this heat? <laughs> no, ma'am and no, sir. He's not. When it gets cold, 20, 19 degrees, do you think God is up in some cold church waiting until you come back in there? No, ma'am and no, sir. He's in us. And when we go up in these buildings, we stir him up through the praise and the worship. And his spirit come down and usher us even more to praise and worship him. His word come, the truth come forth, the gospel in his house. Flucks us and fills us and we go back out and share it. We fellowship one with another. Hey, sister, a pancake, and we hug each other. And, hey, see you in a few days. Yeah, I've been busy, child. This and that. And ain't nobody eating at the church. So y'all take that to y'all. You know how they have banquets and this and that, dinner and a, a friend's day, and, a, and they're asking everybody to bring a covered dish. Some people don't have a covered dish to bring. They don't have food to eat at home for their own belly. He said, eat at home. Don't bring that to the church. But now I get out there and give you two hot dogs, a bag of chips, a soda, and a piece of pound cake or a slice of pie for $10. Let me tell you, they're they going to find them $10 out there first. 
but that's by their own will. I'm not going to bring no covered dish. And then everybody looking, well, what did Sister Barbara bring? Child, she ain't bring nothing, but she brought her kids and they want to eat. Oh, yeah, I know. I know they spirit of evil and how they talk. Yeah. He said this, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is the Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Neither is worship with men's hands, as though we needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. Hallelujah. And hath made of one blood all nations of men, but to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bonds of their habitation. I know we separated. Separated in mind and spirit and church, on the job, at the grocery store, at the mall, at home, at our communities. We just separated. Well, God made the heavens and the earth. And it's him that give life and breath and all things. And have made of one blood all nation of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. Every man may bleed red blood. When you find one that's bleeding a different kind of blood and God made him, call me. Call me. Because everybody God made bleed one blood. And have determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. That they should seek the Lord. If happily they might feel after that and find him, though he be not far from every one of us, we can find him because he's not far away. For in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of, our, of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art and a man's device. Ooh, he got with them over there. And the times of this ignorance God winked at. But now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is where I get it from Paul. At one time, men sinning, God winked, but today he commands everybody to repent because he has anointed, he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he has ordained, whereof he has given assurance unto all men and that he has raised him from the dead, I believe today. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, and others said, we will hear thee again of this matter. So Paul departed from among them. Howbeit certain men clave unto him, and believe among the which was dunamis, 
Theonomus and Arapagite and a woman named Damaris and others with them. They heard the truth and they couldn't let it go. They needed more of that good news and they followed Paul. They hung on to him. Yeah, they wasn't going to let him go. And that's a good thing. Listen, I got to go to one request of the morning and uh, when we come back we're coming back with chapter, I believe we're on 18. We're going into chapter 18. And um, y'all forgive me for mispronouncing the names. I wanted to download it, the scriptures into the studio, but I got to wait till I fix the uh, YouTube converter. All right. We're moving right along. We're moving right along. Let's go to this one. Uh Let's wake up. Let's wake up. Well, y'all, this little song that my grandmother taught me a long time ago. One day I was sick and I wasn't feeling too good. But she said, son, come on down to the room. Come on in the room.
encouraging you all day long. Jesus in the Morning Radio with Barbara. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I just keep on praying. Yeah, the Lord is right now, and faith is right now. He's able to heal our bodies. Hallelujah. Whatever go wrong with it, God is able. And I'm going to tell you, I believe if you're working unto him, and the harvest is plenteous and the labors are few, God will heal that body where you can continue to work if you're willing to take care of it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we're looking at Acts chapter 18 and verse 1. We saw what happened. They done come against uh, Paul and the teachings and called him a babbler and all kind of stuff. And he went over and he fixed it. He explained it. And some of the people believed in the resurrection. Some didn't. And then there were a few, just a few, who followed him. They couldn't let him go. They knew he had preached the truth, and they wanted to, to have more about it and know more about it. Hallelujah. So in verse 1, after these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. Yeah. And found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, lately come from Italy and with his wife Priscilla. Because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome and came unto them. I'm I'm eventually talking about some of these places, Athens and Corinth and uh, Iconium and all of that, eventually. Lustrous. We're going to find out where they had and that kind of thing eventually. And because he was of the same craft, he abode with them and wrought. For by their occupation, they were tent makers. Yeah, they had the same trade. And he was living with them. And they did their work together. For by trade, they were tent makers. Yeah. So, and he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath. And persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. And when Silas and Timotheus were come from Macedonia, Paul was pressed in the spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. He was pressed, it said, testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. And when they opposed themselves and blessed he shook his raiment. And said unto them, your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean from henceforth. I will go unto the Gentiles. Y'all Jews don't want it. Look, I'm shaking the dust off my feet with you. And I'm going over here and give it to who want it. And he departed thence and entered into a certain man's house named Justice. One that worshiped God. Whose house joined hard to the synagogue. So it must have been real close to the synagogue. And Christus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his house. And many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by vision, be not afraid, 
but speak and hold not that peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in this city. I, this didn't happen to me before. At one time, these people don't believe what I believe. Not really. And you sending me over there to tell. I didn't have no choice. I had to go. I went on, and to my surprise, when I got through, the people received what he said out my mouth. They didn't receive me, but they received what he said. Hallelujah. Because they knew it was the truth. Ah, yeah. Hallelujah. And he continued there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. And when Gallio was the deputy of Achaia, the Jews made insurrections with one accord against Paul and brought him to the judgment seat, saying, this fellow persuaded men to worship God contrary to the law. And when Paul was not about to open his mouth, no, and when Paul was now about to open his mouth, Gallio said unto the Jews, if it were a matter of wrong or wicked lewdness, O ye Jews, reason with that I should bear with you. But if it be a question of words and names and of your law, look ye to it, for I will be no judge of such matters. <laughs> Are you go, Paul? And he drave them from the judgment seat. He drove them out of there. Get out of here. God told him, don't be afraid. Speak. Open your mouth and speak. And he did. Then all the Greeks took Sotis, the chief ruler of the synagogue, and beat him before the judgment seat. And Galileo cared for none of those things. And Paul, after this, carried that yet a good while and then took his leave of the brethren and sailed thence to Syria. Syria. And with him, Priscilla and Aquila, having shown his head in Sentia, for he had a vow. Cut off in Sentia. But he had taken an oath. Okay. And he came to Ephesus and left them there. But he himself entered into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they desired him to tarry longer, longer time with them, he consented not. He wouldn't stay. He wouldn't do it. But bade them farewell, saying, I must be all means kept this feast that cometh in Jerusalem. But I will return again unto you if God's will. And he sailed from Ephesus. And when he had landed, oh, what's going on? Y'all, excuse me. All right. And when he had landed at Caesarea and gone up and saluted the church, he went down to Antioch. 
And after he had spent some time there, he departed and went over all the country of Galatia. And Bariga, that's the way I see it, in order of strengthening all the disciples. And a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue when Aquila and Priscilla had heard. They took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. And when he was disposed to pass into Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him, who when he was come, helped them much which had believed through grace. For he mightily convinced the Jews, and that publicly showing by the scriptures that Jesus was Christ. Oh, yeah. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where we at? All right. We're moving right along. We're going over into Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 19. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right. Acts chapter 19, verse 1, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. He said unto them, Ye have received the Holy Ghost, no, have ye? Received the Holy Ghost since she believed. And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Until what then were ye baptized? And they said, And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people, that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about twelve. And he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tannerus, Tannerus, Tyrannus. There you go, Papa. And this continued by the space of two years, so that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought into the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. 
then certain of the Begabon Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We are John.